with the events of the last few weeks, a lot of us are saying, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. What am I going to do? My life is over. It reminds me of the old Doors song where he sings, this is the end, my friend. But it's not the end. In fact, that's the book we're going to talk about today is This Is Not The End, written by Nina Sessaman pogue Nina, it really isn't, right? I mean, no matter how bad something looks, it's going to pass. It is going to pass. And thank you so much for having me on to share this uh, message that it's going to pass. We're all going to be uh, uh, alive and on the other side of it uh, and have stories to tell. And we do often feel like this is the end when we're faced with a big um, adversity that was not part of our plan. So uh, it's it, it's difficult when you get a little plot twist thrown in there. And for many people, um, you know, this is a devastating a devastating chapter. Well, it, it really is. And you must uh, think to yourself, my God, my book should be in everybody's library because really, I think in unprecedented numbers, we're feeling that way right now. We are. So two things. That one, I, I we put the book out for, it wasn't supposed to come out until um, August. So we moved it up and made it available for 99 cents online for any, so anybody can just grab the ebook, Kindle, Nook, Apple Reader, whatever, because it does, it, and I've gotten great feedback, but it is helping some people who knew that when I wrote it. It was not about a pandemic in any way, shape, or form. But it, it is, it's, it's, it's widespread. And, you know, this is one of those things uh, that globally we will all have this chapter in the stories of our lives. And for the first time, anywhere you go, to some other country, even those little countries we don't even we can't even pronounce correctly. We're all going to have these stories of where were you during the pandemic of 2020? Like we all have 9/11 stories now. You know how you get together for a beer yeah. and people are like, "Where were you?" Yeah, so people are going to say, "Where were you in the pandemic of 2020?" You know, what did you do? When you think about it, and you talk about your own life, and we're going to go through some of these things. This isn't, unfortunately, this isn't going to be the last one. There's going to be things that happen. This one, like you say, is something we all share globally, but there might be something that just happens to you individually. It's really part of life, and you got to learn how to deal with it. Right, right. The word I kept coming back to is this word resilience. You know, we have people that talk about grit and persistence, like, the, you know, just keep going and powering through. There's, those people are probably having the toughest time right now because you can't just keep doing what you've been doing but try harder and go harder. The word resilience is about adapting and changing, um, the, uh, the ability to learn and grow stronger from adversity. Uh, that's what resilience is, and adapt in a positive way to whatever happens in our lives. That is the definition of resilience from the Institute of Resilience. So I, I keep coming back to that, and we're all going to have this collective moment where we had to you know, sit and make a change and do things differently, and this won't be the only one. In those chapters ahead for all of us, we're going to have other things that happen, great things, so we have that to look forward to, and tough things. And this is going to tough us, toughen us up a little bit uh, for those tough things. Each time we handle adversity and we get through it, we get a little tougher, we get a little stronger, we grow that resilience. So that's really an important piece of the the global, you know, collective thing that we are all going through. You know, and I think a lot of people are saying, well, that's great, Nina, but what have you been through? But you really are the picture of resilience. Starting from a, as a little kid, your dream is to be a gymnast. And uh, again, things don't turn out the way you'd like. Yeah, so I had a very storied past. It seems strange to even say it out loud because it's like, who does all that? But I was a, I was a gymnast at a very young age, and I was um, an Olympic hopeful. So I was on the U.S. gymnastics team. Uh, and traveled to Japan, Hungary, Germany, all over the world. And, but I didn't make the team in 84, and that was a devastating 
uh, thing for for a teenager, you know, to have moved away from home at 13, you put everything into that and then not make it is devastating. And then I went to college and I was a D1 athlete in college and was one of the top recruits, you know, having been at that level in my sport. And then I blew out my knee. And so there was the end of my sport and had to figure out what was next. And then I got into television and I had great success in television. I was a, a reporter and then I was a news anchor and I was a very well-liked news anchor in the town I was living in. And then I got let go at the top of my game in a budget cut. I, mean, I literally won. I was in Charleston, South Carolina. I won Charleston's favorite news anchor for the seventh year in a row on a Thursday and was let go on a Friday in budget cuts. I had to reinvent myself. And then I went on and I, I went to another TV station. I had great success there. And then I had a really horrific accident that I was involved with. And, and after that, I had to really, uh, some dark moments and I had to really think about how to reinvent myself again. Um, and then I got out and got into tech and I had great success in tech. I had a company, worked for startup and took the company public. So I had some great success there. But the, the ups and downs, the book is about, you know, it is that what doesn't kill you, make you makes you stronger. It's about using the really down times in your life to build that resilience, to be stronger on the other side. The reason I've had such such successes is because I've overcome, you know, some really difficult things. There's actually a chapter in the book I talk about all other people who have gone through tough things. Um, and, and usually, you know, if you find someone who has gone through something really, you know, who's had, achieved great success, they've usually gone through something pretty difficult. It wasn't easy getting there. I'm glad you did that. I mean, you talked about Oprah Winfrey, and a lot of people have heard about that, Lady Gaga, and big, huge stars. And one of the funny things was when I was in my early days in radio, there was a gentleman that uh, was quite up in a, in a major market program director who sat, sent me a thing said, oh, you know what, you don't have the voice for this. This isn't your thing. You should look into something else. And it was devastating until... I found out that Rush Limbaugh, maybe the f most famous person in talk radio, was told the exact same thing by the exact same guy. So <laughs> when I saw that, I thought, it, it's really good to remind yourself that everybody else goes through this too. And when you think of a Tiger Woods, Steve Jobs, people like that, having their moments of doubt, having their difficulties, it lets you know that we're all in this together when it comes. So it's just a matter, and your book really does it, of how you deal with this. Yeah, I call them the thises. So there's, we all have our this, and that's why it's called this is not the end, because your this is different from my this. Um, so whatever it is that you're going through, I, the book is written like I'm helping you as a mentor. I'm sitting at the end of my dock and helping you through something difficult, and it's your this. Um, and so I talk about that, but we all have big thises and, and, and capital, you know, all caps, T-I-H-S, and then the everyday thises, and then the lowercase thises. And so our ability to handle them um, the little everyday this is like the traffic and, you know, without losing it, losing your cool or co spilling coffee into your laptop or something. You know, those are the everyday things that you just got to deal with to keep going in life. They don't make the big story of your life. But the big this is the all caps ones, um, a big a divorce or getting fired or a, a diagnosis of a horrible disease or a traumatic accident. Those are big this that take your life in a new direction, figuring out how to manage through those are difficult. But if you handle a lot of the little stuff, it kind of builds you up to be able to do the tough. The first thing you say, and I think that really has to start here, it makes sense, is changing the narrative in your head. How do you do that? So we're all doing it right now. We're all writing the story of our lives. You are, I am. Uh, right now in this moment, you're on a page in a book of, that is your story. So picture the book of your life, you know, the whole book of your life, and, and that you open it up to a page that is today. 
um, there's everything that led up to today, and then we're having this crossover moment right now. Stephen, you and I are in like each other's books right now, which is kind of cool. So you're <laughs> at right. this moment, where, and like collectively as a globe, we're all having this, you know, COVID chapter in our books. What is really exciting is all the pages ahead from this moment in your book. So I'm maybe in the middle of my 50s. Some people are closer to the beginning. Maybe some people are closer to the end. But all the pages ahead, they're blank. And you're creating that story. And that is the narrative in your head creates that story. So if you are stuck at home or are you safe at home? Are you doing what you can to make a difference to the people around you? Or are you just complaining to the people around you? Um, you are creating, you have control over a lot right now. Uh, and part of what I talk about in the book is um, looking at your situation and figuring out what you do have control over. And the language, what you say in your head comes out of your mouth and then it becomes your story. So say you get fired tomorrow uh, and you are angry and, you, you know, is, Someone calls from your office and says, oh, how you doing? And you're like, oh, I can't believe let me go. And I work harder than Carol does. And, you know, Bob's a jerk and I, he's still there. And like, I'm just so, you know, this isn't fair. That's your story. You just, it was in your head. It came out of your mouth. And they hang up the phone and they, like, they're like, hey, how's, how are they doing? And that's what they say. That becomes your story. Now, on the other end of it, they call you and you go, well, you know, I didn't see it coming. And tough time for everybody. And, hey, I, I'm looking. If you, anybody in there knows anybody that's hiring or where I can do some work, let me know. Like, then they hang up the phone and that becomes, then they're like, how are they doing? Like, oh, hit them. You know, they didn't see it coming, but, you know, they understand it's a tough time. And if anybody's, that becomes the story. So we do have control over our stories right now. And that language, controlling the narrative of who you are in any situation, that is fully in our control, even during this very difficult time. Yeah, and it's an opportunity, which you talk about in the book as well, to reinvent yourself. Okay, here we are. we got this difficult thing. So how do I want to go from here on out? Which is a great point, and it kind of goes to what you just said. You change your story. Yeah, and you know something? When something big happens in your life, when you get it, think about it, when people get divorced or a big, you know, major car accident or something, sometimes they go in whole new directions, and no one even asks. No one goes, whoa, they really off the rocker. They went totally different. They're like, no, they just went through something and made a change. So you've got license to change right now. I think some people during this are going to look at their jobs and their careers and go, wow, I didn't really want that job anyway. I'm going to go change it. And no one's going to look at them differently if they choose something else in the future because they didn't just quit a job that was a great job. They just went in a new direction because they were let go from that one and decided I'm not going back to that one. I'm going to try to for something else. Or other people who complain about their jobs all the time and may go, you know something, I actually miss work and I, I like my job. And they may come back with a new attitude towards work and people aren't going to say like, wow, you changed. They're going to all be in this with you because we're all changing. So it's an opportunity across the board to look at what we're doing with our lives to go, okay, you know, that, that me five years from now who had this, you know, chapter in their lives, what did I do? What, what did I create or make happen during this time? What was the narrative that I created? Um, so I can have that discussion with someone about you know like the like the 9-11 stories we all have where were you during 9-11 you've had those stories yeah yep. sure so this is going to be where were you during the pandemic of 2020 the whole globe is going to have that discussion and you want to have a good story to tell so you're making that story right now it's important because it's important to first of all convince yourself of this and to, to get your own head right but you do want to send out the right messages to people because that's going to take you in that other direction, right? So it's not just about convincing yourself. It's a matter of once you've convinced yourself, now you got to go out and convince others. 
right? And you create opportunity. So like, no one wants to be around the person that complains all the time. It just is. And, and if you're the guy who complained and got super mad, you're going to be really hard to rehire. So much easier to rehire you if you, you know, you took it well and, and said good luck and, and thank you. And I know this is hard. And if other companies are looking to hire or if other people are, you know, looking to build their ecosystem, they're looking at people who can build them up and help them through this. They're not looking for the guys who are the downers. So be the person who's building up those around you, helping in any way you can, um, even though it's difficult. It's difficult for everybody. So that's the thought behind, you know, create this script and create an opportunity for yourself. So when something, an opportunity comes up, your, your network is still large, your ecosystem of the humans that you're around sees you as somebody who's, you know, part of the solution or looking to be optimistic and trying to create a good future. You just want to put yourself in a good position for whatever's next, just whatever everybody's calling the new norm. We don't know what it's going to be like, but if you make good decisions now, you have a much better you know, a chance of finding something great in the future if you put yourself in the right mindset and, and continued your training or learning or whatever it is that you've been doing. And also, it, and it's hard to do. When these things are going on, it just seems like this is going to be this way. This is so intense, but... As you say, all these traumatic events, even something like the Great Depression, which was years, it's still a fraction of your life. It is not your entire life, and it's it's you got to remember that. Yeah, well, my favorite chapter in the book is Chapter Six, and I do the math around it. I'm a little nerdy, and I kind of do the math of your life and create a timeline. And um, the best way to explain that is: Do you remember when you were ten years old? Like how long the summers felt? Like the days just. Oh, so yeah. much time. <laughs> yeah, like those are just magical, like when you're a kid in summer. Well, now go to when you're um, when you're a parent and they zoom by. You know, it's very different. Well, when you're a kid, that year when you're 10 years old is one-tenth of your whole life. That, that's one-tenth of your whole life. It's a big chunk of what you know. When you're 40, and your parents are that 10-year-old, when you're 40, that is one-fortieth of right. your whole life. If you're 70, it's 170th. If you weren't who were around for the depression, yeah, or whatever. That, that's different, too. But that is the same 365 days. Is 110th, 140th, 170th. It's the same 365 days. So the math works with you as you get older. That's where perspective comes from. That's why people look at things differently. That's why I could write this book and look back uh, and go, oh, well, when I lost my sport when I was 19, it did feel like my whole world was ending because I was 19 and it was 80% of what I knew had been in a gym, you know? Yeah. And then, and then what, but by the time I was 50 and my kids left for college, 40% of what I knew had been parenting and only 28% of what I knew had been in a gym. So the perspective changes, the math changes over time. And I hope that's encouraging to people as they look at this. This is one chapter in their lives. It's not their whole lives. It is just one chapter, and it'll be a part of your big story, but it's not the whole story. It's not always going to feel like this right now. Right. You know, five years from now, it, it, it's going to be the story you tell. It's not this day-to-day thing. How are you getting through it? I mean, we're all there right now. We feel like we wake up and we go, Ned, Ned Ryerson, like it's <laughs> on, on day. We do it over. I keep doing that to people on the street, Ned. Ned Ryerson, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is a feel to the uh, Groundhog Day thing. You know, there's no question. Yeah. We all go through those times. We'll go through them again. But this book, you got to get. It's called This Is Not the End. And Nina, how do we get it? 
You can get it right now because uh, we got it out there as quick as we could uh, in this current situation for 99 cents on all of your ebook readers. So whether you're Apple or your Apple reader, or your Nook or your Kindle, it's only 99 cents. Um, and again, it book wasn't supposed to come out till August. We pulled it up early so we could help in any way that we could. And then the print book is out now as well. You can get it at Barnes Noble, Books Million, Amazon. You can order it and get it delivered to your door. Um, so it's available anywhere you buy books. Well, hopefully, Nina, this won't be the end. We'll talk again. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me.